Welcome to the podcast of Christ Church in Town in Jacksonville, Florida. We are seeking the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Towards that end, we are committed to cultivating personal transformation in Christ, an uncommon fellowship of racially and economically diverse individuals, and the flourishing of our neighbors. To join our local body in membership or financial support, visit ChristChurchInTown.org. We're in Ephesians chapter 10, chapter 6, verses 10 through 24. Reads, Finally, brother, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the blessed breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplications. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance and make a supplication for all saints. And also for me, that the words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak, so that you may know that, so you may know how I am and what I'm doing. Tickerous, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know, that you may know how we are and that we may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus with love incorruptible. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true and given to us in love. You may be seated. Father, we thank you for this great opportunity to share your word with your people. Father, I pray now that you would just simply open our hearts and minds, allow us to receive through you. Father, I yield myself to you. Speak through me. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as I said, we're coming to an end uh, this letter to the church at Ephesus. Uh, the first three chapters of uh, of Ephesians focuses on what Christians should believe, the unfolding glorious riches of God's grace in Christ, 
Um, we found out that we were dead sinners who have been made alive and who have gained eternal salvation by grace through faith. And these last three chapters explains the implication of God's grace for the church, uh, for individuals, and for us, uh, how, how it should flow into our families. Um, this, as he closes this second part, um, he's giving a command for us to stand with the armor of God against the devil. Now, as Paul is giving these final words, he says this. He says three things. First, he says, he tells the church to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of the Lord's might. Not their own might, but in the strength of the Lord's might. Next, he gives them instructions on how to handle the schemes of the devil by putting on the whole armor of God. Then Paul makes it clear that we are not wrestling, we are not fighting with flesh and blood. Look at verse 12. Verse 12 says this. I want us to see this very clearly. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present world, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Brothers and sisters, that's a mouthful. He's saying that we're not fighting, we're not to fight one another. I believe that is important for us now because more than ever, if we're going to ever be able to stand against the devil, we got to stop beating up one another. Amen? We, we need to encourage one another. We need to hold each other up so that we can stand up together against the devil. We must know who to fight, and we must know how to fight. We are called to fight Satan. We are called to resist him. This is spiritual warfare. Amen? If we're not fighting flesh and blood, then we're fighting a spiritual war. So it's imperative that I want us to see that Paul was talking to the people in the church when he says we wrestle or not against flesh and blood. Isn't that something that Paul is writing to the church? You know why? Because Paul knew that times would come where people inside the church may have disagreements. And Paul realized that the disagreements that would happen in the church would have nothing to do with God. But as a matter of fact, it would be a trick. It would be a scheme of the devil to cause us to fight and argue with each other, to cause us to, to, to go against one another. The devil has but one job. Satan has but one job, to kill and destroy. That's all. He does not care who he gets into. He does not care who he uses. All he wants to do is destroy the people of God. So listen, now, I want you to see that I see nowhere in this passage, nowhere that we're told to fight one another. Amen? But what I see is that we're, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're told to stand. We're told to stand so we can withstand the devil, the Satan, the evil one. We're told to stand. And the word stand 
has the same meaning that it meant in Exodus chapter 14 when the children of Israel were about to cross the Red Sea. It means to stand. It means to resist. It means to remain stable. It means to stand firm. It means to hold your ground. It means do not be easily moved. Does anybody remember what happened in Exodus when Moses said to the people, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see them again no more. Amen. Now, listen, you got to know what was happening here. The Egyptians were coming after the children of Israel. They were coming after them. They wanted to. They wanted to destroy them. But God did not tell them to fight. He told Moses to tell them to stand still and watch me work. Brothers and sisters, we are living in a time where it's so easy for us to get excited. It is so easy for us to want to put up our dukes. It is so easy for us to want to fight. But God says, stand. Amen. He says, stand. And he doesn't just tell us how to, to, to just stand. He says, stand with the whole armor of God. It's important to know that our battles are spiritual battles. He knew that we will face these battles. So he, he gave us, he told us what we need to fight these battles. Isn't that good news? It's going to get better, though. It's going to get better. It's good that he tells us what we need to fight. It's, it's good that he tells us how not fight but stand, how to resist the devil. He tells us what to do. He tells us what we need in order to resist the enemy. Listen, we cannot fight a spiritual war with these. <laughs> Hello? Who we going to hit? It ain't him. Are y'all following me? So he tells them this. Look at verse 13. Verse 13 says this. Therefore, take the whole armor of God, not part of it, the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil days and having done all to stand firm. So he tells them to stand Firm. Brothers and sisters, he's going to give them the armor that they need. He's going to tell them how to fight. You know why? Because he knew that we were going to come against these battles. He knew these things would happen. Now, listen, y'all, these, these, these aren't, this is not stuff that we can go to the store and buy. Hello? We're fighting a spiritual battle. So these are spiritual weapons. So listen to what he tells him. He knows that our battles are going to be many. He knew that we will be struggling with the sin of greed, the sin of covetousness. He knew that we will struggle with social issues. He knew that we will struggle with social uh, uh, sexual sins. He knew what we will be faced with. So he tells us to put on the whole armor of God. He tells us to put on the belt of truth the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit. Look at this. The belt, the belt of truth, 
It's essential. It holds everything else in place. He said, put on the belt of truth. The truth protects us from false teachings. It helps us to discern what is right from, from wrong. It, it, the truth is important. He says, put on the, bre- the belt of truth. The belt of truth. We should, listen, truth, we ought to be known by truth. Amen. Amen. We ought to be known by truth. Truth ought to be what girds us. Truth ought to be what holds us up. Truth is what we stand on. Amen. We stand on the truth. So he says, put on the belt of truth. More practically, if if you don't have on a belt, we see, we see, we see that a lot, right? Men with no belt, pants sagging. Listen, they ain't got no truth. Hello? Because truth will pull them britches up. Truth. The belt of truth. We know what a belt does. A belt holds things together. So the truth is what holds everything together. Then he says this. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. And what does that do? It protects us. It protects us. And it helps us. It helps guard our heart. Breastplate. It helps guard our heart. We need that. We need the truth. We need our hearts guarded. Does anybody need their heart guarded? That if, if we're not careful, if we're not careful, y'all, we will allow the wrong thing to enter our hearts. We will, will allow the trick of the enemy to enter into our hearts, and our hearts become corrupted. Our hearts will have us thinking things that's not true. Amen? Amen? So he says, put on the breastplate of righteousness, and it provides us, when we put it on, it, it gives us his righteousness, and it guards our heart against any attack of Satan. Then it says this, to put on the shoes of peace. The shoes of peace, what does it do? It helps us stand firm in our faith, and it helps us share the peace of God with others. Y'all, y'all know, you know when a baby is learning to walk? For some time, the baby really don't wear any shoes, right? They're wearing socks, and they, but after they get a certain age, what they do, you go and get them a good pair of hard-bottom shoes. Why? Because it's to help them get their balance. It's to help provide stability. Amen? So when we get the gospel, uh, the shoes of peace, when the gospel of peace becomes our shoes, we're, we, 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 we have on the belt of, belt of truth. Amen? We have on the breastplate of righteousness. And then we have on gospel that's on our feet. Brothers and sisters, we are wrapped in the truth. We're protected with his righteousness, and we have peace to stand in the midst of all trials and tribulations. Is that not good news? We we need this. We need this. Then he says this, the shield of faith to protect us from the fiery darts of the enemy. this, This verse emphasizes the importance the importance of being prepared 
to share the gospel of peace with others and have faith in the promises and protection of God. Amen? Brothers and sisters, God is not sending us out here by ourselves. Isn't that good? Isn't it good to know that you got him on your side and he's giving you, he's giving you the equipment, he's giving you everything that you need to be able to fight this spiritual battle. He's not finished with us, y'all. He done gave us a belt. He done gave us a breastplate. He done gave us shoes. Now he gives us a helmet of salvation. Can you imagine playing football in today's age without a helmet? Without something to protect your head, even in sports. In, in, in baseball, you wear a helmet. When you're riding a motorcycle, you should wear a helmet. Why? Because your head is important. So God has said, I'm not just going to give you a belt. I'm not just going to give you a breastplate. I'm not just going to give you shoes, but I'm going to cover your head. He's looking out for us, y'all. He's covering us from head to toe. So if God is covering us from head to toe, guess what can't happen? The enemy can't win. It says put on the whole armor of God. I think our problem is we don't dress like we should. Amen? When I, when I was in the Marine Corps, they gave me everything that I needed to go to war. They gave me a helmet. They gave me a rifle. They gave me boots. They gave me clothes. They gave me a shelter half. Y'all, a shelter half is, is a half of a tent. They gave me my half, and I had to get another half from the buddy in order to make a whole tent. It's called shelter half. They gave me a shelter half. What God is doing, God's not sending us out there halfway. He's giving us everything that we need to fight the enemy, to stand against the enemy. Listen to what he says. The helmet of salvation guards our minds from doubt and fears. Does anybody need their head covered? Does anybody in here sometimes doubt what you read in this book? Anybody? Amen. Look, hey, it, it, there's a man in here. His father, his son was sick, and, and, and he took his son, and he says, Lord, help my son. He said, do you not believe? He says, Lord, I do, but help my unbelief. Anybody ever been there? Like, God, this is rough. God, will I ever get the victory? Will I ever get the defeat? Will I, will I ever walk in victory? Why is this thing on me like this? Listen, we need the help and the salvation. Anything that causes us to doubt God is the enemy. Anything that causes us not to believe God in his word, when he says that we're the head and not the tail, amen, that when we're above and not beneath, anything that causes us to doubt that, anything that causes us to doubt that we are walking in victory, we need our heads covered to keep doubt and fear away from us. Y'all can, if, if I tell y'all the truth, if, 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 if I try to handle things on my own, in other words, if I take off my helmet, guess where doubt comes? If I think I can handle this war and I take off my breastplate, guess where the enemy seeks to come? If, 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 if I take off my shoes, guess what I begin to realize? How hot the ground is. 
I can step on something when my feet are covered. I can walk through something when my head is covered. When I got the breastplate of righteousness, I'm okay because I'm not by myself. Then he says this. Then he says this. Finally, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is our offensive weapon against the enemy. All we have to stand on, brothers and sisters, is the word of God. I can come and tell you a whole bunch of stuff. I can sit you down. If it don't line up with this word, we all in trouble. All we got is the word of God. He has promised us, guess what, to never leave us, not forsake us. Are y'all following me today? And if he has promised that, you can stand on that. He's giving you his whole armor. He's giving you everything that you need to stand up against the spiritual attacks from the enemy. We are not fighting this by ourselves. And so Paul was telling this to the church at Ephesus. Things going to come up. Problems going to come up. Boy, it, it would be something. It, it would be something. Anybody ever seen the SWAT team coming? Anybody? It, isn't that scary? Look, you be watching them go into somebody else's house. They deploying two by two. They circling this place because they want the person that's on the inside. What if the children of God, we armored up, and when our brother or sister get in trouble, we go in and get them? What if we armored up? What if I said, Jim, you got your armor? You say, Willie, I got it. How you got yours? You say, Willie, I got it. We got to go and get our brother. Amen? It is something. I, I, I told this story before. When I was in ninth grade, I had to go to summer school. And, and, and in summer school, I got in a fight with a boy. And, and, and I whooped him, y'all. I whooped him. But the next day, he came back with his boys. And I was stuck in the building. I couldn't get out. All right, listen to me. I'm in this building. I can see my mama. I can see the car. But in between me and my mama were them boys. They didn't come to talk. They came to handle business. So I'm in the building, but I'm looking. My mama can see me. She's telling me to come home. And I want to say I can't because them boys waiting on me. But I happen to look across the field. And here come my cousins. Are y'all following me? Here come my cousins walking across the field. And when I saw my cousins walking across the field, guess what I did? Ain't no sense in hiding no more. You want to know why? Because I had help. My help was there. Brothers and sisters, when you got brothers and sisters who have on the whole armor of God, you got no reason to be fearful because you got folk that's coming to help you. Brothers and sisters, God has given us everything that we need. He's provided us with everything that we need to fight this spiritual battle. Look at this. Verse 18, he tells them to pray at all times in the spirit with all prayer supplication 
for all saints. He's emphasizing to them the importance of prayer. Prayer is important in our spiritual lives. We need to pray for one another in order to be prepared for spiritual battle. We need to be praying for one another. How say, I mean, uh, Andrew said it. Pray for me. When I stand here, pray for me. Every time, I feel like every time I stand here, if I tell y'all the truth, I feel like I'm going to battle. I need prayer. I need folk to be praying for me. I need folk to, to, to ask God to lead me. Paul was saying, pray at all times in every situation. Not only did he say pray for one another, Paul said pray for me too. He said pray for me that I would have boldness, that I'd be able to speak when I need to speak. That's what we need, brothers and sisters. We need to be praying for you. This time of intercessory prayer is not just something that we do. When we pray for the leaders of our city, when we pray for the governor of our state, when we pray for the president of the United States, we're not just saying that to say it. We're saying it because they need prayer. I don't care what party they belong to. We're called to pray for them. Amen? Amen? We can't have this. this listen, I, 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 want, I want you to see this. this. This is our connection to God. Prayer is not one-sided conversation. Prayer is not just us going to God, talking to God to get what we want. It's for us to align our lives with him. Amen? He's given us everything that we need. He's given us the whole armor. He's given us his word. And then we are told to talk to him. Amen. Amen. Talk to him. Alana, Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane before he went to the cross. He prayed to the Father that if it was possible to let this cup pass from me. Then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. We need some, we need some nevertheless prayers. Amen? Not just what we want, God, but your will. Be done. Prayer is vital in the Christian armor. We need to stay alert. We need to be vigilant. And we need to persevere in prayer. Listen, prayer is important. There are many scriptures that talk about prayer. Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, chapter 1, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 tells us this. Pray without ceasing. James 5 tells us that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Romans 12 tells us this, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Philippians 4 and 6 tells us this, don't be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests your request be known to God. Prayer is what we need. It helps us. It gives us. It, it directs us. It, it leads us on the course that God has designed for us. Brothers and sisters, prayer is the believer's strength. Prayer has transforming power. You ever been praying for something? There, I believe right now to this day that I'm living off of some of my grandmama and granddaddy prayers. 
stuff that they prayed for long before. Prayer has power, brothers and sisters. We need to, we need to pray. We need to spend time praying and seeking God's his face, his will for our lives. What, what's so good about this? I said it earlier that it gets better. Not only, not only does God give us what we need, not only does he give us the armor, but he's already given us a victory. <laughs> Amen? He has already given us the victory. He gave us in the, vic- the victory in Genesis. Listen to this. It says, I will put between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise the head and thy shall bruise his heel. He was giving us the victory then. Y'all follow me? He said, I already from the very beginning, he gave us the victory. He says this, finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Then it says this, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. For the weapons of our warfare are not flesh, but have been, have divine power to destroy strongholds. This is good news, brothers and sisters. This is good news. What I'm trying to get us to see is that he's already given us the victory. James 4 and 7 says this, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. And guess what he will do? He will flee. Amen? He's given us what we need. He's given us the victory. He gives us his word. Listen to this. Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, listen, danger, sword, shall any of this separate us from God? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors. Brothers and sisters, no matter what we're faced with, we have already got the victory. That's good news. That is good news. Put on your gear. Put on your gear. You're on the winning team. That's what he's trying to, that's what he's trying to tell them. You already got the victory. We don't have to wait till the battle's over. Y'all hear me say this often. We can shout now. We can lift our hands in victory. We can say, God, I thank you. Amen? In the end, we're going to win. It tells us in Revelation that he's going to wipe every tear from our eyes. There's no more crying, no more pain, no more sorrow. Brothers and sisters, so what we, I say, put on your gear. You're guaranteed the victory. Amen. Amen. Is that good news? That's good news, brother. We can get equipped for this battle. The battle has already been fought. The victory has been won. Jesus went to Calvary for all of our sins. He went to the cross, took him off that cross. They put him in a barred tomb. You know why? He wasn't going to stay there. Three days later, he got up with all power in his hand. The same God that raised him is the God who has already given us the victory. The same God that raised him has already given us what we need for battle. The same God who raised Christ, who's given us what we need for battle, is the God who's already 
given us the victory. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against things that we can't see, things that try to tear us down, to keep us fighting one another. Amen? Even in marriages, it ain't one another. It's the enemy. Even on your workplace, it ain't your coworker. It's the enemy. Amen? Hey, listen, listen. And if we're trying to go to work, if we only want to wear, I'm done. If we only want to wear our battle gear when we're in church, we're in a lot of trouble. Amen? We need to wear our gear in the house. We need to wear it in the grocery store. Amen. We need to wear it when we go to work. We can't do this on our own, brothers and sisters. That's what he's trying to tell us. That's what I want us to hear today. This ain't a battle that we can win on our own. God has given us everything that we need for battle. He's given us his word. Not only that, he's given us the victory. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for that you have not left us alone. Your word tells us that you will never leave us nor forsake us. You have promised that we have the victory. So we thank you, God, for giving us the victory. We thank you that we are victorious. Now, Father, knowing that we are victorious, Help us to realize, God, that we aren't to fight one another. We're, our warfare is not flesh and blood, but it's against spiritual wickedness in high places. So help us, God, to put on the equipment. Help us to stand in truth. Help us to be covered in your righteousness. Help our heads to be covered Help our feet, God, be able to stand. Give us the strength that we need. Help us, God, to be who you called us to be. Help us, God, to be your people. Help us to be light in a dark world. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information or would like to help support the local body of Christ Church in town, please visit our website at ChristChurchInTown.org.